0: Hello and welcome to, this, um, to the match review of Fulham 2 Brighton 1. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by Frankie P. Taylor. How are you doing, Frankie?
1: Uh, not too bad, mate. How are you doing?
0: I'm not too bad,
1: thank you. Not too
0: bad at all. And we have a special guest tonight. Um, we have a Fulham fan. His name's Dan Huckle. How are you doing, Dan?
2: Yeah, very well, mate. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. It's not a pleasure to be on.
0: Good. We're glad to have you on.
2: <laughs> well, I'll let you know once the pod's
0: finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Right, so we'll just get cracking. Um, Dan, uh, how are you feeling after last night?
2: Yeah, well, what a night. Another great night down at the cottage. Um, just, I, I'm just thrilled by the way the boys are performing. Um, you know, they're just giving completely, 100% every single player. Um, and they're all playing as if, you know, it could be their last game in a Fulham shirt, which is just getting us the results. And honestly, it was it was a brilliant night down the cottage. Lost my voice once again. So what more do you want being a Fulham fan? And Chelsea lost. Even better. Well I'm
0: glad you found your voice for tonight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh Frankie, how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, yeah, well. Um front to back it was a superb performance from everyone i mean it's we've got 11 warriors out there at the moment they're fighting every minute from the first to the last and i tell you what i found that final well i'm sure the referee would have liked it to be another 20 minutes added on at oh, the end of God. the game <laughs> but um I, I thoroughly enjoyed those last 10 minutes because it was a team just professionally going about it's like that's how you win matches that's how you grind out wins i found it so entertaining to win it that way
2: yeah, it, it, and, and horrible at the same time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is it.
2: I
0: don't understand a few things. Um, I was going to touch on it, but we might as well do it now, as you mentioned it. Let's the first it. the first one was the 89th minute. Uh, I kinda, I don't know who it was. Uh, 20, 22 yards out. A Brighton player's kicked the ball into the box to the striker, who's at least two metres offside. Uh, it, it comes to the striker. I think he hits the post. Ream clears it for a corner. Now, one, I don't understand why the linesman didn't put his flag up because he's that far offside. Everyone in the ground could see it. And if they'd have scored from that corner, all hell would have broke loose. Um, And secondly, I don't understand where he got the extra two minutes in injury time from because we played 98 when we should have played 96. Yeah. Um, Dan,
2: what's your thoughts on the officials' performance last night? Oh, I I really... Do we we have to go there? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I just thought... You know the way the game started. I just thought this is only going to go one way. We're going to get a Pellini is going to get sent off, or Reed's going to get sent off for an absolute nothing challenge, or two silly yellers because the ref was just out for us last night. And um, I had visions of myself ringing up Talksport in just complete <laughs> anger, saying like, <laughs> "What the hell?" Um, but it was just a whole performance, the whole way through the night. Everything, like even the linesmen were giving throws the wrong way. So it wasn't just the ref, it was the linesman as well. And obviously with the offside, like you say, if they would have scored from that corner, then like, it just would have been hell Because I was watching the Riverside. Um, all the fans that were in line are just going mental. You know, so it, it, I just, I've not seen officiating like that for a long, long time. And we had some bad performances last year in the champ. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just <laughs> carnage down there with him, really. But thank God we got the result. Because otherwise, yeah, he all hell would have broke loose, like you say. <laughs>
0: See, I, I sit in the uh, in KL, in the Johnny Haynes stand, and I'm right in line with it. So as soon as he's touched the ball, I'm just expecting the linesman to just stick his flag up. We waste a few more minutes um, and we carry on with the game. But then when he was about to take the corner, I thought, hold on a minute, <laughs> why is he not giving that? But Frankie, yeah. uh, give us your uh, views on the refereeing and the linesman uh, performance <laughs> last night.
1: Yeah, I mean, on the lino at the end, I watched the uh, full 90 back today whilst I was working. And at that moment, the lino, the camera pans to the lino on the touchline and he's shaking his head, mouthing no. So he is genuinely sure that it wasn't <laughs> offside. <laughs> and, <No. laughs> which is like, I don't know how you can't just clip those two videos, send them to the FA and then that's it, you're done. Like, how are you getting another Premier League game after that? It was unbelievable. Um, and I couldn't quite see it from the from the hammy end uh, because you, I just don't have that sort of range. So you're never 100% sure on that, at that angle. So it wasn't until after the game, when people started talking about it, and I started seeing the pictures and the videos. So I was like, blimey, how on earth do you miss that? I just, it's beyond me. Um, it really was. Yeah, but the ref in general, it was it was a rough, it was a rough game. It was, uh, I, th- I think that's where my voice has gone, just calling the ref all sorts, of, uh, <laughs> yeah. all sorts of words. And it's a shame that we have to sit here and talk about talk the ref, about because it. we should be talking about the eleven. 11- really good performances that the boys put in and the three points we won but instead there's a talking point in uh, in a useless display from the referee.
0: Yeah, no, we will so, get into something a bit more positive okay. now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mitrovic scored his 101st Fulham goal last night. Um, Dan, how good was his performance? Because I think that's probably his best performance in a Fulham shirt for me.
2: It's, it's got to be up there. It really has got to be up there but you know what? It's like everyone, we we are all going to talk about the goals. Of course, we are. But it's his work off the ball that he's doing. Um, you know, he's winning tackles in the box, in our own box, and on the byline and stuff. And you just think, what is this? What is this guy's all about? <laughs> I mean, we we've, we've used to watching him just staying up top and being a normal number nine. But Marco's turned him into an absolute animal because he's he's all over. I would love to see his heat map last night. Yeah, I really would love to see it because. I was like I was watching someone win the ball and I'm going, yeah, brilliant, well done. I'm going, hang on, that's Mitro down. <laughs> that's Mitro defending for us. Like it was just unbelievable. And then the runs he's making off the ball to to make create space for Pereira and Bobby Reed. honestly, I just I I I am just I can't tell you how much I love the man. God, I can't, enough. but I'm gonna get a Serbian tattoo. I've got to. I have to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Frankie, uh, come on, let's hear
1: about
0: your thoughts yeah. on Mitrovic.
1: I mean, what what more can we can we say? Uh, there was one point where he won a free kick in like the right back position, uh, yeah, and it was yeah. just perfect centre forward play. Like he knew he could win a free kick in that position. He's back there defending. He's won the ball, and he's given us that breathing room to take our time to reset for the free kick. Uh, and it was—it's all game. In the first half, there's a run from sort of the edge of the box where he just carries the ball, yes. and it's not something you—you you kind of put together with Mitrovic. But he's done it a couple of times where he just seems to run with power. He seems to have decided that he's now like prime Brazilian Ronaldo, <laughs> <laughs> and it's brilliant to watch. Um, the people he's...
2: behind me, sorry, sorry, butt button, but I just thought of this. The people behind me—I knew they were tourists because about the 60th minute, they went. Oh, Mitro looks knackered. He'll be coming off in a minute. I was like, (laughs) no, he won't be, mate. (laughs) You just sit back and relax, mate. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. like he goes, he's in the, I think it's the same for a few players. They look like they're in the shape of their lives at the moment. I don't know what Marco Silva gave them in pre season. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it because. It was <laughs> that, <laughs> we'll that Portuguese few... state, frankly. <laughs> oh, that, whatever it is, like it's, it's Mitrovic. Even Tom Kearney looks in the best shape of his life yeah. in his 30s. He's looking like a lot leaner, a bit more built. Uh, and Mitrovic is just in great shape. Like there's no sign of this team like stepping off really at any point. They never look tired. And all wow. season, they've run for 90 minutes. It's so much effort. I mean, there's that uh, clip doing the rounds of Harrison Reid in the 91st minute, running, like, all the way from his deep midfield position and pressing the Brighton centre-arfs, which then we get the ball back in in late in the game. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's superb. I mean, everyone everyone seems to feed off of Mitrovic. I think Marco Silva said that. It's like... Uh, the the team feed off him and he feeds off the team and everything. It's like Mitrović is maybe the heart and soul but everyone everyone kind of goes into him being that. It's sort of like... it's hard to sort of
0: fathom that he's only 27. He seems he seems <laughs> to have been around for about 20
1: years. You know, <laughs> how is he only I 27? actually Yeah, I had someone at work the other day, he was asking me how old William was, with obviously that all in the news, and then I went, he's 34, I couldn't believe it, we've got, uh," because I remembered him coming on uh, in the Europa League game for Shakhtar Donetsk, I was like, we've only got one player from that squad playing, and he was like, oh, Mitrovic must be like getting on a bit, and I was like, no, he's 28 next month, he's in his prime, I don't quite know what's... uh... Yeah, I don't quite know. He seems ageless, but I guess that's what happens when you come to the to the league so long, young and keep making headlines for years. It's like a fire. You
2: know, yeah, he really is, isn't he? He really is. But just quickly on Harrison Reed as well, I can't remember what game it was, but I was watching him, like, his legs. I honestly thought I sat <laughs> on the remote control and put it on fast forward because his legs seemed too quick for his body. <laughs> and you watch that run that you talk about in the United First Minute <laughs> He, he's like, I was like, how is his body keeping up with his legs? <laughs> it was unbelievable. So they up, but I've, I've got a feeling they realise that we're we're lacking so much in depth that, you know, they need, their fitness needs to be up because, you know, they, they don't want to come off the pitch because I don't, whether they trust the players we've got on the bench, I don't know, but their fitness levels, like you say, is just, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. It really is. And the thing is, you know, I don't think we've had a manager since Hodgson. Now, we all love Slav. He did a fantastic job. But for me, Silver's the first manager that's turning sort of average to good players to exceptional players. He's, exceptional, getting, yeah. he's getting 20, 30% extra out of them. Um, and I think we can all see it. It's the likes of Bobby Reed who probably doesn't have the best of times in the championship, but you put him in, in a Premier League campaign and he seems to turn into a, a whole different player. Um, yeah. But that's eight points now from five games. Um, how important uh, Dan
2: has the start been for us oh it's just it's just amazing to see because after what we've been through before um I mean under Scott Parky, we all know how we started there, and you can't you can't do that in this division, so getting off to a good start and real to be fair you've got to look at all the teams we played you know we've had a tough, tough team ever oh, start sorry and um and that's last night was so important to get that win because you know we've got to go to Tottenham Saturday. So you know we we're not well, well under the under Slav. You know not Slav, sorry, Silver. Um We 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 could go there and get something easy, but we're not expecting it. And then we've got Chelsea after. You never know what what Chelsea team are going to turn up. So to get them three points last night it takes the pressure off the next two games for mm. me. Um so, no, it's been an incredible... And it's the performances we're putting in as well. You know, we're not just getting over the line with a win. We're, we're winning and we're winning well. Um, you know, we was one penalty. we was a miss away at Wolves to, for another three points. And we was unlucky at Arsenal, I thought, you know. So, no, it's, it's, been, it's been wonderful to watch. And it's, it's a great time to be a Fulham fan once again, which is good.
0: Yeah, no, I think you've made a, a couple of good points there. Frankie, how important has the start been for us?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the first time since we got relegated initially where we've come back into the Premier League and had a platform from the first few weeks with all the other seasons we've been chasing. We've uh, been chasing a negative goal difference and negative points on all our rivals, but I know it's too early to probably say it, but we're sitting here five points clear of the, <laughs> clear of the drop and... Uh, are really encouraging the players know that they can get results and perform as well. It's not like, uh, they've been battered in battered every week for the first few games. And now they've might maybe got their first win. There's a point on the table, but there's still that sort of doubt. But whereas this team knows that they can fight and grind and they can beat and compete with anyone else in this league. And I think that's the, uh, that's been the real key thing because, um, as, as was said, the uh, Arsenal and, um, Arsenal Liverpool are not tough games Wolves away is not a uh, sorry Arsenal <laughs> and Liverpool are not uh, not easy, easy games. games yeah Wolves is like going up to Wolves is a tough game um, Brighton at home they were un- undefeated and had only conceded one goal we put two past them um, and they didn't really look like scoring against us it was uh it was a fair enough a penalty and and then I think it was on the XG chart, there was a penalty and that weird own goal, uh, weird offside chance that massively boosted their XG over us. But you take away them, it was like 0.2 of a chance of them scoring. So yeah. it was a really good display and we're competing with everyone else in this league.
2: Yeah,
1: it's funny. Sadly,
2: that lot down the road ain't ain't doing too bad either. So that was a great win to get one over them and all. Sitting <laughs> with the best team in uh, West London, as it stands, aren't we? How good does that sound?
0: Frankie, it's funny you mentioned the uh, XG stat. I actually had a, a chat about this earlier with a friend. Um, and I actually mentioned that Ben Foster himself, I would watch a lot of his stuff. I think he's brilliant. He come out and he said that not one single player looks at that XG column. They all think it's a load of rubbish. Um, and I've seen some of the XG. Weren't Brighton's XG a lot? It was a lot higher than ours. What am, am I making it up? It was night?
1: like zero point eight versus like one point three. So on average, more often than not, Brighton win that game. I think that's the whole idea of the stat. I'm not personally a fan of it because who's nah. to say? Who's to say that's a like you should be scoring that or you shouldn't be scoring that or it's like uh, the whole XG crowd say you shouldn't have a shot from distance because there's a lesser chance of scoring. But how often have we seen players just ping it in from 30 yards? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I think those kind of stats take the fun out of football for me personally.
0: Yeah, it is a load of rubbish. I, 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 don't, I don't pay any attention to it because we were so comfortable that... last night. <laughs> it make Sorry, the only, the only
2: stat that matters like my granddad used to say, The only stat that matters is what's in the top left of the screen. Yeah. You know, so if you're 2-1 up, don't matter what the stats are. Unless you're watching BT Sport and then it's the bottom left. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair (laughs) enough. He wasn't around when that was about. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, very good.
0: Uh, One one question I want to ask you both, and Dan, I'll start with you on this. Uh, Marcus Silva's teams, Premier League teams in the past, have always started well. Um, and we've heard it uh, you know I'm not the only one to hear this but they seem to fade late on Um, there's two parts to this question Uh, one are you worried about that Um, and two do you think that the World Cup break in between will actually help us
2: can I answer that question in about 26 hours time 26 hours I'd love to (laughs) mate but this is the only chance we've got (laughs) to do in the match review oh I I haven't got enough battery on my phone actually um, <laughs> I yeah, we 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 all know we need some some depth in this team, um, because at the minute, yeah, if you you know the team we've got at the moment, you're not going to get to sort of February, um, before they run out of legs. So yeah, we've we've really got an important 24 hours, I think, for this season to see who we bring in. Um, obviously the first eleven. It's fine, but it's just on the bench. You know, you look at the bench and you just think, God, we haven't got anyone to change the game or to try and see this game out. So, um, the World Cup obviously is going to be a big, big saviour. But saying that, we've got a lot of players that are going to the World Cup. You know, squads before that we've had, we haven't really had players that have travelled. So, um, so yeah, it is a worry, of course, but everyone's going to be in the same boat. So, Let's just let's just trust trust in the process and finishing the top seven. <laughs> <laughs> now, as long as it's
0: Marco Silver's process and not Tony Khan's process. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frankie, <laughs> I'll ask you the same question.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, I think the thing with this season is such an unknown. Like we don't know what effect that weird December break, like half the players will go to the World Cup, the half will just be. I guess going to training sort of twiddling their thumbs <laughs> and there'll be the odd pre- uh like pre-season style fixture behind closed doors to keep sort of legs rested but yeah that is it's it's a completely unknown what effect that will have on the team but um yeah it's definitely clear that this is going to be a massive massive 24 hours for Fulham for the rest of uh, rest of the season of course after the World Cup we do get Solomon and Wilson back fingers crossed but I mean, I'm not sure I love the depth in midfield at the moment. Um, we still don't have a, a deputy to, to Mitrovic. Um, so there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, and there's a big AEW show coming up on Sunday. So uh, hope, hopefully Tony <laughs> can find the spare time to get some deals over the line. We'll
2: probably end up with a couple of wrestlers playing next week.
1: <laughs> Chris Jericho <laughs> yeah. at the back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Throwing someone into the corner flag waiting for him to bounce back. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Performing the walls of Jericho. That oh, brings up memories that does. Yeah. Um, but obviously the transfer window o- or closes in just over 24 hours. Um, by the time this goes out, it'd be less than that. Um what what one position, if you had to pick one Dan, would you like us to to buy? To buy Sentiment field.
2: Sentiment field for me because I mean, Pellini is already on three yellow cards, so you know it. It, 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 it when he's missing at the minute, who oh, is is it chalaba Yeah, <laughs> you know. And if 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 he was there at Crawley, of which I think a lot of us was, <laughs> oh my god! If you, oh, I'm not going to say it, but yeah. So, centre midfield for me, because if we lose him, yeah, it's going to be a long ninety minutes. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see a backup striker. And obviously, we're desperate for wingers at the moment, but get up, Cabano and Bobby Reed are playing so well. Even Stansfield plays really well out there. So, you know, they're all giving it their best. But, um, but yeah, like it is a big 24 hours in it for the rest of the season. Definitely. It is. Frankie?
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I want another body in uh in midfield I'm going under the presumption that William's done it seems to be that way but I don't know what's happened I was expecting an announcement at some point today um, just to be a nice little booster going into tomorrow Like at least we know something's happening we're getting some business done but who knows it'll be tomorrow or today whenever you're listening to <laughs> listening to the pod I guess but yeah I'd like another body in the middle whether whether it's more of an eight to replace Harrison Reed, because that's one place where I'm worried. I think Harrison Reed is a big part of the tactical structure of how we play with his bombing up and down, like going out wide to the wing and trying to support in the box and just breaking up play. And it's tough to do that for 90 minutes, 38 games a season. Um, So yeah, hopefully we get that sort of eight in um, and, and the winger and a forward and, just just be busy. I'd like a sort of winger that can also play up top. Um, that would be that would be the ideal. Like a, uh, I mean, the first person who came to mind is a Clint Dempsey. Just someone who could play on the left. But if you needed him to play up front, that'd be that'd have been ideal. But so yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens in the next. I don't even know what time the window closes. It's Eleven over, o'clock, I think. 11 o'clock, Eleven o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, about twenty twenty six hours from now. So. Um, yeah, fingers crossed there's, a, there's another pod the week after that talking about, yeah, the squad looks so much better already.
0: <laughs> See, the biggest problem we have is, you know, I think we all agree that we need a striker um, to back up, as a backup to Mitrovic. But who's realistically going to want to come and sit on the bench and know that they're only going to be a bit part of player? So I think the best solution for everyone, as you said, would be to get a Dempsey-type player that. Predominantly plays on the wing that can do a job up top. Um, probably a, a cheaper version of Gabriel Jesus would be a, a good shout, but unfortunately, I think he's pretty, someone like him is probably out of our price range. Um, but no, <laughs> it is a, a big 24 hours. And hopefully, as you said, we could be seeing it next week. Happy with the business we've done, but we'll also be complaining that it happened far too late. Um, yes. But we shall see. Um, Dan, before we finish up, Tell us um, a bit more about what you do because I know you do a, a bit of DJing on the side, don't you?
2: Yeah, so I do. Um, yeah, DJing and I've got to do like outdoor cinemas and pop up nightclubs. Um, so I'm doing do a big promotion at the moment about the World Cup. So um, yeah, have a look at the page, just Huckle House Party on Instagram. Um, yeah, so you can get the booking. The World Cup's coming up uh but all the boxing you know do all that as well so so yeah it's all all going at the minute all going at the minute but now the football season's back you know it's uh it's all geared up for that really <laughs>
0: great stuff right thank you gentlemen um that is it so we're sitting here now i think we're seventh as it stands um if we can finish the season now it'd be fantastic um but we can't complain about the start we've had last night was another great performance And we roll on to Tottenham away on Saturday for hopefully another three points.